was the morning of July 11th, and the streets of London were flooded with people. They cheered as they watched a parade of their fathers, husbands, sons, sea dogs all, make their way towards the River Thames, where HMS Squeaky Jenny's sails were ready and raised for another adventure. It was a celebration. A new captain had been named. One who many saw as an inspiration for his steep climb from the bowels of poverty. And one who they would soon call Prince Lamar. That's right. Our hero, Lamar de Lamar, rode atop an oliphant at the back of the parade. Sitting next to his betrothed, the Princess Catherine. The news had spread like wild weeds throughout the city. Rumors rippled, tales were spun, and all of London clamored for a glimpse of this would-be prince, this captain of spice, this Lamar de Lamar. Have you heard the tale of Lamar de Lamar? A peasant from the slums who set himself apart. Have you heard the news of Lamar de Lamar? Lamar waved to his adoring public atop the Oliphant as it lumbered through the narrow streets. Catherine grabbed him firmly by the wrist. Her hands were cold. Well, young Lamar, what do you think? I've never seen so many white people, and they're all so healthy. They cheer for me. Yes, it's all for us, Lamar. Thanks to myself, of course. And my power beyond measure. So get used to it. Now smile at the happy whites, Lamar. Smile! Lamar forced himself to smile, although he was to spend the rest of his life with someone he hated. It also meant he would become a prince, something he could have never imagined in his wildest dreams. Hey, Lamar! Lamar, it is me, Ocean! Ocean pushed through the crowd, overjoyed for the success of her best friend. Do you know this peasant, Lamar? Ocean waited for Lamar to at least acknowledge her, but he turned his head and broke her heart with the following words. No, I've never seen her face before. Oh, Lamar! Ocean fought back tears and quickly returned to solitude. Lamar hung his head, knowing the pain he had caused his oldest friend. But his disappointment was cut short as the Oliphant arrived at the docks, where HMS Squeaky Jenny lay waiting with open legs. Do not forget this kindness, this gift I have given you. I'll see you at the altar, Prince. And remember, I own your body now. Time moved slowly as Lamar made his way across the deck, the sea dog scurrying around him in preparation for the journey. 
Danny Boy appeared next to him and clapped him on the back. Ready? Captain? Captain. It was the first time he'd heard it out loud. Lamar gripped the wooden steering wheel. It felt good in his hands. Then looked out upon the ship. His ship. We've won for now. But what's been lost? We've come so far. But at what cost? I'll take my place. Put on my crown. Catherine's such a witch. But I'm royal now. But everything in life comes at a price. This case, the cost is the rest of my life, and it was worth it in the end. I'll come to know the royal life, my young son will run free. He'll drink wine every night If nothing more I've made mother proud And I can hear her voice She's with me now But mother, I can't tell you where I've been The things I've done things I'll do again They were worth it in the end I tried to clear the great divide But it's been a long and ugly fight my back against the wall But you can't have it all Who's worth it chapter now begins Squeaky Jenny set sail at 0800 hours and began the long journey west to the new world compelled by God and steered by Lamar de Lamar It was an uneventful first day with no casualties or allegations of any sort and as was tradition the dogs gathered below deck in the mess hall to revel in raucous drink Lamar had never found himself prone to join in the joyous overconsumption that plagued the livers of the dogs. But on this night, he felt as though it was his duty as a captain to at least pretend like he was having fun. He sat at the head of the table with his first mate, Danny Boy, and raised a tall pint of lager to the air. Here's to us, fellas. Here's to adventure. To the last we hit, back where we left her. To the next one, too, her breasts so tender. May they never meet unless it's to pleasure! Lamar smiled and guzzled his drink. It wasn't so bad. 
alphaing out with the boys every once in a while. Danny sparked up a fat one and offered it to Lamar, who turned it down flat. Ah, smart. You should say sharp. For what? To wrestle. The captain always wrestles on the first night. It was true. The Squeaky Jenny had a long-standing tradition of nude wrestling. Captain James had famously never won a match. But it wasn't about winning or losing. And to be honest, he seemed to simply enjoy rolling around with the boys. Suddenly, Roe emerged from a line of drunken dogs. I challenge the captain to a wrestling match! Lamar stepped forward. There was no love lost between these two foes. But as Roe began to disrobe, Lamar became less and less enthused. I'll do it if you're not naked. I don't, I don't understand why you have to be naked. Ha! Tradition is lost on you, Delamar. I'll do it. I'll wrestle in the captain's place. The dogs began to cheer for Danny Boy as she unbuttoned her uniform, partly because of her courage, and partly because she had an unbelievable body. Long, lean, full. You man enough to fight me, Frenchman? But Rose stepped away, knowing that Danny had grown up wrestling bears in Moscow. He stood no chance. This fight is reserved for one opponent. Lamar had had enough for one night, and as the behavior of the dogs became dark and toxic, he stepped out of the room and made for the upper deck. Lamar looked at the quiet moon above. It was blue and full, much like the balls of the sea dogs. He thought of Ocean. How could he have slighted her in such a way? He was repulsed with himself, and his heart wrenched as he thought of her. Back on land, Ocean was ashamed for allowing such feelings for Lamar to affect her as they had. Her mind was made up. She was leaving London forever, running away one last time. She'd always wanted to return to Spain, maybe even settle down in Ibiza. Staying here would only remind her of Lamar, and it seemed he was forever out of her reach. Excuse me, my lady. The cabbie of her hired horse and buggy poked his head through the door of the cottage. He was an adorable lad, no older than 14, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, full of life and hope for his future, trying to make something of himself. i sorry, please excuse. I will not be but another moment. Not a problem, my lady. I'm just here trying to learn the ropes. Take as much time as you need, but I gotta warn you, there's a couple of cheats out here who want to see you. Ah! The cabbie's eyes rolled back in his head, and his jaw went limp. He collapsed on the floor as a pool of his own fresh, young blood began to curdle around the patch suit his mother had made for him. For his first day on the job. A team of royal guards stepped over the lifeless body of the cabbie and burst into the house. They were brutes of men. Your presence has been requested by the royal family. Leave your things, whore. The guards seized Ocean and marched her out of the room, obliterating the skull of the young cabbie and cementing his young, precocious brains into the carpeting. A month had passed, and Lamar had come into his own. He was what was known as a player's captain, as he knew what it was like for each and every dog aboard. He could relate, and they respected that. But not everything lasts forever. Man overboard! The bells rang out with cries of worry as Lamar and Danny Boy rushed to the port side of the ship, among a river of sea dogs. In the tide below, the desperate hands and gasping face of a poor dog, Nando, flailed in the water, drifting further and further away as the squeaky Jenny pressed on. This is his fault. Do you see what happens when an unqualified peasant is put in charge? Danny, pull the boat two clicks north and bring us around. In a flash, Lamar was in the water. Danny scrambled to the wheel and cut the ship hard to the right. The dogs leapt to attention and spread about the ship to try and locate the down men. I don't see them. They are dead. Let them drown. Wait! Like Milo lifting the bull, Lamar hoisted the unconscious Nando back on the deck. 
As he lay there, gasping for air, Rose seized an opportunity. We've been pulled off, girls. The captain has delayed us by days. I couldn't let Nando drown. He's a brother. Because you have no idea what it takes to lead. Join me, men. Take this ship back from the hands of this unqualified peasant. And what makes you qualified? Your entire life is a lie. You wouldn't even be here without your connections. Cock. Please. The choice is clear. I'm privileged. I was born in North Marseille to a wealthy family. Secured an internship at my uncle's company. I worked for two long weeks until my hands were off. Quite frankly, that was much more than enough. Now to you, my faithful dogs, I beg you do not disagree. Dethrone this peasant slave before we sink into the sea. There's one thing left to do, that's name me Capitan. The ship belongs in two capable hands. I've been trained by the best at my family's behest. The ultimate test. They'll see how they stone you. My talents maximized. The mouth don't patronize. I'm a learned man, simply better than you. The mouth your time is through. Kick it, pebble. Join me, dogs. Cast this brute into the Pacific. And let us take this ship in the name of all that is good and privileged. Look at this peasant, improperly manicured. <laughs> His hair is covered in soot. Mine is finely coiffed, red like the sun. The god Ra smiles upon me. I've better taste in wine. Plus my thighs are twice his size. Friends in class, the answer is clear. It's time to cut this shit. With the proper leadership. Hey, let's have a coup! It's mutiny for you. Le Mao, your time is through. The dogs, easily persuaded by song and lyric, now stood behind Roe. Conspiracy lined all of their faces. It was a mutiny. They grabbed Lamar and Danny, dragged them to the bowels of the ship, and threw them in the brig. Roe stood at the door. Le Mao, your time is through. Lamar paced back and forth in the tight holding cell. His mind a racing. Roe had poisoned his men against him, and he saw no way out. He looked to the ceiling and cried out for help. Tell me what to do, Captain! My men have turned against me! He received no answer. Lamar collapsed onto his knees. <sighs> Danny Boy, who was smoking the last of her herbs, sat next to him. She offered him a puff, but he waved it away. Would you relax? I've gotten us both killed. We've cheated Lady Death many times, friend. She was bound to catch us at some point. Danny Boy always knew how to brighten his spirits. She'd been through the ringer herself, and her hard life as a refugee had led her to always look on the bright side. It's like you told me in Biafra, when that pride of hungry lionesses had us surrounded. You turned to me as we fought back their gnashing teeth and said, Danny Boy, it's moments like these that make the man. Remember this fear. It is through struggle that we find ourselves. Danny Boy lifted her sleeve revealing a brutal scar, the perfect indents of a lioness's bite. When we go back to camp, you've disappeared into that hut with the Avicii uh, princess. With the nipple piercings, how could I forget? God, she must have been two meters tall. I listened to the sounds of pleasure that erupted from inside that tent, and all I could think was, this is what it means to be alive. She was incredible. Oh, thanks, Danny. 
I think I'll try what you're smoking there. Is that an indica? It's been a long road But I'm glad I had you And there's nothing more That I'd rather do Than sit here and talk And smoke all your weed If you're the last thing that I'll ever see You Listen close This ain't no lie You A hell of a life For you And I It had certainly been a hell of an adventure For our hero, Lamar de Lamar he took a drag of Denny Boy's marijuana cigarette and allowed the warmth to numb himself of any worry. If this was the end, as it seemed it would be, he'd be glad to go down with his best mate, knowing they'd lived a full life. More than most. Ocean was left predicting her own fate in the great prison of London Tower. Blindfolded, she was escorted out of her cell and led barefoot across the cold tiles of an alien floor. The guards removed her mask. Is that the whore? Catherine lay down on a table, totally nude, with a thousand needles stuck in every inch of her body. Her servant stood over her, his quick mitts steady and nimble, as he carefully inserted each point into its exact place. You weren't difficult to track down, whore. Half of the town has paid for your legs. Now tell me, how do you know the young Lamar? I, uh, uh, my lady, we are but the oldest of friends. Ever since we were small niños. Huh. A reminder of his past. A past I require him to forget! Do you love him? Uh, no, I swear. We are just amigos. I see it in your whore eyes, whore. You are smitten. Smitten with my man, my meat. You've gone and blocked my chakra, just as Gregorio was getting me loose. Catherine leapt off the table, the needles exploding out of her back. Get me my juice, Gregorio! You are a monstro! Don't tell me how to treat my servants. That's like me telling you how to get fucked! Catherine smiled, parading her totally naked body around the room with a look of delight and confidence. She stopped when she got to the window and slowly turned. My first instinct is to send you to the guillotine, whore. But I've been struck with a bolt of kindness. You are to be my personal handmaiden, serving my every whim and need. No, send me to the guillotine. I will not lose my freedom. I would rather lose my cabeza. Ah, you have no choice. You will be standing by my side for the rest of time, watching as I dance and play with the man you love, bouncing atop him like a child's rubber ball. Guards! The guards stormed in and grabbed Ocean, making sure to keep their eyes low. Take the slut back to the tower until she's ready to serve her new maestra. Ocean was dragged out of Catherine's room as the princess watched with glee, knowing the mental vice she had put her new enemy inside. She truly was a monstro. The rain was sideways. The dark water was angry. Lamar and Denny stood at the plank. The rest of the dogs surrounded them. There with honor, de la mer. This is the wish of the crew. Nando, the sea dog who Lamar had saved, 
had recently awoken from his coma. He burst through the crowd with news for the crew. It was Raul! Raul threw me overboard! He's sabotaging Captain de Lamar! Seize the Frenchman! Leave him! He's mine! Lamar stood proud and approached Roe with slow steps. The dogs formed a neat circle, knowing that it was about to go down. They handed Lamar and Roe a blade apiece. Roe smiled, familiar with the weapon. <laughs> you fool. This is long overdue, private school. No one will care that you die, just like nobody cared about your mother. The dogs were quiet. Lamar and Roe stepped around each other while the sea began to swell. The rain coming down harder, harder. Lemaire, you'll always be a slave. You'll die just like your mother did in an unmarked grave. Too bad. I guess it's in the blood. Genetics are a funny thing. They cannot be undone. Watch your tongue. Have crossed the line. Speak my mother's name again. I'll make sure you die tonight. Here I stand. How I've waited for this fight. I face you in the rain. Why don't you look me in the eyes? I've worked too hard for this. You're the last thing in my way. The two foes clashed with everything they had. Lamar's brutish street stylings against Rose tutored and precise swordsmanship. They traded blow for blow, making their way to the upper deck, where Lamar sliced open Rose's hand, leaving him bleeding and defenseless. But Lamar cast his sword into the water. He approached his foe with one thing on his mind. Your blood looks good on the upper deck. I'll put my hands around your neck. With both hands, Lamar began to squeeze the life out of Rome. Cause I have come too far for this. splintered in a powerful explosion that sent many dogs to their doom. The heat from the strike ignited a raging fire that quickly spread. Lamar! Danny pulled Lamar off the Frenchman with all her might. The ship was in chaos. Let me finish this! It's not worth it! We gotta go, my boy! Danny pointed, her eyes sparkling. The biggest wave ever recorded blocked the night sky. It towered over a hundred feet above the squeaky Jenny and pulled the powerful vessel helplessly into its wake. Lamar and Denny didn't hesitate. They dove off of the ship, holding on for dear life as the ocean danced around them. They were sucked into the current and sent spinning under the water. Lamar held his breath for as long as he could, but the forceful sea was too much for him. Bubbles poured from his mouth. His hands went limp, his eyes closed. He drifted away into a black void, letting the world wash away. But something caught his attention, something he did not expect. 
It was a beautiful woman, five foot ten and mixed, the fairest he had ever seen. She coaxed him on and led him to some unknown paradise he could barely make out. He tried so hard to chase her, but his body wouldn't obey. The girl in the paradise drifted further from his sight until everything returned to darkness.